0: We are back. We are speaking with investigative journalist Robert Perry about the late Gary Webb and uh, the whole contra-cocaine connection. Now, we left off talking about uh, the mid-'90s. It's 1996. Gary Webb's working for the San Jose Mercury News. He comes across evidence that um, this crack epidemic that is uh, so devastating, in, first of all, in Los Angeles than other American cities... Uh, may well trace directly back to this ep- episode of smuggling of cocaine through the Contras in the 80s. Is that correct?
1: Well, right. Although, you know, I think there there obviously is a mix of uh, sources for the cocaine. The Contras were not the, uh, by any means, the only way that cocaine was entering the United States, but they were working with the Medellin cartel. They were working with the Mata Ballesteros operation in Honduras. They were working with some of the Cuban American uh, drug dealers in Miami. So they were very well connected. To a number of the cartels, uh, and were cooperating with them and getting money for it. So that's what the so so Webb's story, well, uh, has it's been sort of. Uh, Webb was looking really at one channel of the cocaine. There was there were a number of Contra uh, cocaine channels we now know, but he was looking at one that really dated back to the early 1980s and uh, and provided some cocaine for the for the crack epidemic. But it was certainly not the only source of cocaine coming through from the Contras. Or coming through more broadly from the cartels, the real story here is not whether you know Gary Webb's uh, series uh, was flawless. I mean, no journalism sure I've agree. ever I've ever looked at. I it agree.
0: Is, it's nitpicking.
1: It's nitpicking. The, the the but the real but the remarkable sort of surreal quality to this is that here you have a situation and we, and the evidence was increasingly building at this point that the the U.S. government, the Reagan Bush administration, had. Was aware that its clients, the Contras, were involved in drug trafficking. That they not only looked the other way, but they frustrated investigations when when DEA agents and other law enforcement officials try to to investigate or crack down on this. We we now know repeatedly, the Reagan Bush administration interceded to prevent those investigations from going forward. So, in many ways, uh, if 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 there's a criticism of Webb's series it was that it didn't go far enough, Right. that it was right. far worse right. uh, than, than, than he had portrayed it.
0: Mike, Michael Levine said that made that same point to us earlier in, in, this, in this show, that, that actually Gary Webb didn't know the half of it.
1: Right, none of us did. Uh, was, you know, had, a lot of things had been hidden from Gary, uh, so his investigation in its report was not as strong as it might have been. Our report for AP was, was rather sketchy, considering what we knew at the time. It was far, far worse. And we now know the CIA, uh, when it finally did its, uh, released its investigative work, said there were more than 50 uh, contra entities involved with cocaine trafficking. and that, that the, That's what the U.S. government knew about, and presumably there might have been more than that. Um, but So you have this serious problem. But instead of the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the L.A. Times responding to that major crime of state, possibly one of the most egregious crimes of state in memory, those three papers which had never put the contra cocaine story on the front page begin to put it on the front page in the context of attacking Gary Webb and attacking him viciously.
0: And it sounds like the only time it made the front page was to attack Gary Webb's article.
1: Right. And it was and so it was this bizarre uh, quality where the where the real serious crime that is the the the, the, the US government's responsibility and, and complicity and certainly negligence in 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 this area was, was not only secondary but basically being covered up so these papers could attack a, a an honest reporter who did a tough story and they were basically nitpicking it Yeah, uh, and they were and i think the i think there are a couple of things that happened here too was because it was in the it was in the san jose mercury news which is mm. sort of you know, right. way out there it's in terms of distance, it's not part of the elite, established press, but also was, it also had a very sophisticated website. Yes, we, uh, Gary,
0: Gary Webb, makes, he makes much of that in his article, that, that in the, being part of Silicon Valley with all of the computer technology, they were able to put on the website actual clips, audio clips. People all over the world could take advantage of what was then this new concept of going to a website and seeing for yourself, reading the documents that right. were there.
1: Right, so it was it was a threat to the gatekeeper role of the New York Times and the Washington Post and the L.A. Times, and then to to top it off, the African American community was really riled up, and I think there was a certain amount of racism that has to be uh, seen in this. The uh, the big papers run mostly by white guys were kind of dismissive of you know how can these African Americans, just average Americans, sitting out there, uh, how can they know uh, how these things really work uh, better than we do? And so there was a kind of a contempt, and, and it, there were stories done, remarkable stories in my view, that saying that, well, African Americans are prone to conspiracy theories because they don't right. believe anything.. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, and it was very troubling. The whole scene was troubling. The, the assault on, a, on an honest reporter and trying to destroy him uh, while this much much this large crime, this vast crime of state was being essentially excused and protected. Uh, no one, these papers weren't calling for the heads of any of the government officials who were complicit in the drug trade. They were calling for the head of a reporter right, who, who, who dared write about it.
0: And we only, we've only got a couple minutes left, but I want to quote from your article, America's Debt to Journalist Gary Webb. You note that uh, uh, the LA Times cover-up has continued after Webb's death in a harsh obituary about Webb. The Times reporter who uh, called to interview me ignored my comments. So you, you were trying to point out the, uh, the debt that, we, uh, that uh, the, the nation owes Webb, and they didn't really want to hear it.
1: Well, the L.A. Times has never even reported the substance of the CIA's uh, so-called Volume 2, where the inspector general at the CIA it, it basically goes through this evidence, lays it out in black and white. It's, it's at the CIA's Internet site. Uh, and the L.A. Times, which was obviously the, you know, at ground zero in the sense that a lot of the story was about Los Angeles, and made a big deal about attacking Webb then when the CIA came out with this report never 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 even wrote it. Uh, they never went through the information
0: and, and you know and you note also that most of the papers were willing to accept accept the summary, even that if you bothered to read the thing, you found out it was very corroborative
1: right, there was so much evidence, and it, these were these were some of the most remarkable reports ever produced by the u s government. Uh, sen- essentially laying out a, a, a long pattern of ignoring and permitting criminal activity go to go forward for geopolitical reasons this is an extraordinary story it was in the eighties it was in the nineties and it remains so today uh... but almost as extraordinary is the failure of these major papers the new york times the washington post and the l.a times to do their work in in any way that americans might expect journalists to do their work and then of course the the the, the cowardice shown at the san jose mercury news where where Webb had the rug pulled out from under him, as did other reporters, including some in Central America. Who and they wind up
0: giving his editor a national ju- a journalistic award for integrity.
1: Right, Jerry Sepo's actually got an award for pulling the rug out from under Gary Webb. Disgusting. It's really it's really the it's the world of journalism turned upside down, uh, and 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 I think it also I foreshadowed it also foreshadowed the failures to to investigate the WMD claims uh, of the the Bush administration, because the the press that we had then is still the press that we have today.
0: You said a mouthful with that, and unfortunately we are out of time, Uh, but at at some point we need to basically take take the press, as it stood at the time of Gary Webb's attack, and bring it forward to the present day, because it seems the the toothless uh, watchdog we have currently in the mainstream press um, uh, dates back to about that period. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That was Robert Perry, uh, who writes for the ConsortiumNews.com currently. His new book, Secrecy and Privilege, Rise of the Bush Dynasty from Watergate to Iraq, available either at the website SecrecyAndPrivilege.com or through Amazon.com. All right, we have perhaps just one minute to go. I want to quote briefly from Gary Webb's article. I was winning awards, getting raises, lecturing college classes, appearing on TV shows, and judging journalism contests. How could I possibly agree with people like Noam Chomsky and Ben Bagdigian who claimed the system didn't work? That it was steered by powerful special interests and corporations and existed to protect the power elite? Hell, the system worked fine as far as I could tell. It encouraged enterprise. It rewarded muckraking. And then I wrote some stories that made me realize how sadly misplaced my bliss had been. The reason I'd enjoyed such smooth sailing for so long hadn't been, as I'd assumed, because I was careful and diligent and good at my job. It turned out to have nothing to do with it. The truth was that in all those years, I hadn't written anything important enough to suppress. We need people like Gary Webb more than ever. He will be missed. Our condolences go to his ex-wife and three children. Our thanks on this program... For the contributions of three investigative journalists, Tom Walsh for the Sacramento News and Review, Michael Levine of WBAI in New York, and Robert Perry of ConsortiumNews.com. We would again like to refer you to the tribute on the Sacramento News and Review website. Uh, Robert Perry did appear with Gary Webb some years back in an article in News and Review. I believe that is present on the tribute site. We, uh, we try and pride ourselves on this program of... of, of reaching out to contact quality investigative journalists. Uh, we think we've done so today. I would note that we've also had additional input from this program from a number of other people who feel uh, impoverished by the loss of Gary Webb, including Jim DiEugenio, Lisa Pease, Jerry Polakoff, Cosmo Garvin, and Dr. Cyril Wecht, all of whom have done, uh, done good work in their own right. Looking for a positive note in all this. I do think it's more important uh, than ever that we all stick together and do what we can to to probe things that need to be probed in in contemporary America. We will resume our regular programming next Thursday at 5 p.m. This has been Radio Parallax. I'm your host, Douglas Everett. Stay tuned now for Hometown Atrocities to Follow.